Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Self-polishing glow coat presents Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. that are being shipped to our armed forces, what a job it must be to package all of these items, wrap them securely so the salt air and moisture can't get to them. Many things now have to be wrapped in paper or cardboard to save metal. Do you know what is helping greatly to make these cartons moisture and weatherproof? Wax, yes. Special wax preparations have been developed by the makers of Johnson's Wax, and countless thousands of these cartons are actually dipped in this wax, completely immersed in a wax bath that impregnates the paper board and acts as a seal against air and moisture. These special Johnson cotton sealing waxes are already in use for food containers and soldiers' ration kits, for cartons containing small arms ammunition, small machinery and automobile parts, surgical instruments. Almost every week, new uses are found for them, and any manufacturer with a cotton sealing problem is invited to write immediately for full information to S.C. Johnson & Son, Racing, Wisconsin, or Brantford, Canada. one family-sized skeleton for closets to replace two tons of accumulated junk. Apply at 79 Wistful Vista to Fibber McGee and Molly. McGee, now you've been promising and promising. You've simply got to clean out that hall closet. Haven't I got time just to finish the crossword puzzle? How far have you got with it? Oh, I ain't started yet. <laughs> There ought to be one in these old newspapers somewhere. McGee, you're stalling again. Why do you dread it so much? On account of my fingernails. Look at them. They haven't been trimmed in weeks. I'll bet I could run up a tree like a cat. <laughs> What's that got to do with cleaning out the closet? Because I can't find my nail clippers, and I think they're in the closet. <laughs> and if I open the closet, I'll find them. And every time I use them, I cut my fingers. <laughs> oh, my. Well, you can think up more far-fetched excuses. Hitler ought to hire you to tell his people about Russia. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes, indeed. 
No, don't use up your gasoline. We'll deliver it first thing in the morning. Don't mention it. Goodbye. Who was that? Wrong number. <laughs> they were calling some butcher shop. Well, what did you take that big order for? They won't get it. No, but they'll have a wonderful night's sleep. How do you do? I am making a radio survey. What radio programs do you listen to regularly? Oh, Lemon Abner and Fred Allen and Bob Hope, the great Gildersleeve. Oh, lots of things. Yeah. How about David's first wife, uh, second husband? <laughs> I don't think we know him, bud. It's a radio program. Uh, what do you think is the main point of interest in David's first wife's uh, second husband? Well, uh, I'm afraid you don't hear it, sir. It's really a splendid program. Very interesting. Well, I'm sure it is, but... Uh, thank you. Wait till I write that down. think it is a very interesting program. <laughs> we used to hear a lot of radio shows, Bob, but we don't have the time now. I can't say we miss them either. Oh, that's splendid. I'll put that down, too. Never misses David's first wife's second husband. <laughs> Now tell me, what is your very favorite program? Oh, <laughs> I hate to say. I see. Hates the radio. Thank you very much, folks. Good day. <laughs> yeah, that's the first pair of socks I've seen in years. I guess you don't have to keep mending them like you would if you wore socks. Look, McGee. Are you going to clean out that closet like you promised? Oh, I suppose. Go ahead, open it up. Oh, no. Oh, no, you open it. Oh, no, you don't. Not me. The last time I checked. Oh, dear. Come in. Hello, Mrs. McGee. Hello, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> Mr. Wimple. Yeah, hi, Wimp, old man. <laughs> You're in early tonight. <laughs> yes, I know, Mr. McGee, but I just couldn't wait to read you my new poem. Oh, a new poem. Isn't that wonderful, McGee? Yeah, what's the title, Wimp? I call it Flower Arrangement. Oh, oh isn't that beautiful, Flower Arrangement? Yes. How does it go? It goes, mm-hmm. Japanese are very nasty sizes, but good at arranging flowers, the silly. So let's give them a lot of practice, the blighters. With lilies. <laughs> well, not bad, Wimp. I'd like to have a copy of that. All right. Have you got a typewriter I could make some copies on? No, we loaned that typewriter. I'm sure we have, Wimp. You bet you're right. Hi, McGee, you know very well. Now, let me think. Where is that typewriter? Oh, yeah, I know where it is. Right in there in the hall closet, Wimp. Right on the shelf. Up the top. Thank you. Why do you do? No, no, Miss. Yeah, that's it, Wimp. Look at all the stuff. <laughs> well, I guess I might as well clean it out now that it's open. Oh, Mr. Wimple, you're trembling. What's the matter? Oh, before all that noise and confusion, Mrs. Wimple. My goodness. You people go to any place to make a person see the hell of a bunch of I'm sorry the noise upset you. Can I give you something to break you up? That would be wonderful, Mr. McGee. Make it half and half. Half half and half half. Half water and half milk. <laughs> I think we got a drop of milk in the house, Wimp. How about some root beer? Oh, no. I wouldn't dare, Mr. McGee. <laughs> I went home with some ginger ale on my breath once and see me face very blood. Oh, he did? Yes. That is our garden. See me face raised him way over the head and threw him at me. That's right, Mr. 
Well, you really dishes it out, doesn't she? Oh, she's just a big impression girl, Mr. Miller. And that reminds me, I've got to be getting on home. I promised TV shows I'd clean your army rifles away. Oh, is she quite a marksman, Mr. Wimple? Indeed, she is, Mrs. McGee. She's going out to the rifle range this afternoon. Yeah? I put a plug in the end of the rifle so the snow wouldn't get into it. Oh. A plug? Why, my gosh, Wimp, if she fires that gun with a plug in it, she'll blow her head off. Do it. I think the pixies go around at midnight and steal stuff out of junkyards and attics just to put in our closet. Now listen, don't joke about the pixies. Huh? I have a grandmother in Ireland who really believes in the little people. Oh, that's nothing. I got a grandfather in Georgia that nobody believes. <laughs> Not even big people. Hey, look at the box I found in this junk. Keep my cigars in. It's got the music box in it, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what does it say on the cover? Huh? Uh, Souvenir of Petoskey, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the spring we were up there? Me and for selling those flowers on the street corner? Yes, yes. <laughs> Fair on our side, I think they were. <laughs> You don't mean arthritis, dear. You mean trailing Arbutus. I do not. Arbutus was a guy in Shakespeare. <laughs> sure. He's the guy that stabbed Caesar in the toga. Now, that was Brutus. Go on. <laughs> You're thinking of that fairy tale, Puss and Brutus. <laughs> Uh -huh. And I tell you what you mean is arbutus. Well, then what's arthritis? Well, it's a sort of a rheumatism that makes your joints swell. That's what I say. Any place that sells flowers on every street corner is a swell joint. Well, I think you're getting this junk there, Peter. Hello, Mr. Hello, Mr. Hey, help me out, will you? Why, sure, old timer. What's on your mind? Besides the worst-looking fedora I ever saw this side of Olsen and Johnson. <laughs> Don't let him annoy you, Mr. Old timer. What's the trouble? Well, 
work, kid. I got to be taskmaster to play tomorrow night. And I thought you could give me some advice. Well, you've come to the right authority, my optimistic old octogenarian. I personally am known from coast to coast as the greatest after dinner speaker now living. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason you're now living is that you gave it up. <laughs> oh, what's the procedure, kid? You know any good jokes? Oh, it's a mixed play, Johnny. <laughs> You got a stick for whimsy. I'm going to be pretty nervous. Up there with all those people are looking at me. Nothing to be nervous about. The only thing is, old timer, to be a good postmaster, you got to be fast on your feet. Oh, that's easy, Johnny. Watch this. Huh? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Mr. Oldtimer, you have to think fast, be witty. Well, the best thing to do is look over the personalities present and think of some cute thing to say about each one of them. And then when you get a break, boom, let them have it. Don't you think I'm kind of buttoned in? Why, well, why should they? You're the master ceremonies, aren't you? No, I'm the taskmaster. Huh? I stand over by the side there and make the toast. Oh. <laughs> Toastmaster. Hey, why do they call it a toast when somebody gets up and says, let's all toss off a slug of old mutiny? <laughs> In honor of our dear pal Fred Nittany. <laughs> why toast? Search me, dearie. Unless it's because somebody with a lot of crust gets up and burns somebody to a crisp. <laughs> or burns them uh, till they're soggy. <laughs> now, come on, there's a lot of work here to be done. I'll say there is. Oh, for goodness sake, stop playing that music. Now I just want to see how many cigars I had left. Yeah. Look, McGee. Yeah. Uh, here's that wedding present we got from Aunt Sarah. Huh? I wondered where that had gone to. Oh, dear. I was hoping it would never show up again. Who wants a marble Venus with a clock in her stomach? <laughs> You wind it up or I'll run. I, I get too embarrassed. No, no, I am shooting. Uh-oh. Who opened the closet? We're cleaning it out, Junior. Sure is a pile of inconsequential junk, isn't it? Well, you're going to just stand there and criticize Wilcox? Why don't you jump in and help Oh, us? listen, now, Mr. Wilcox doesn't have to mess with this stuff, McGee. Well, I wouldn't mind it a bit, Molly, except that I have an appointment in just a few minutes. Look, Junior, the older I get, the less patience I got for beating around the bush. What do you mean, McGee? I mean, he ain't fooling anybody. He come in here to say something nice about Johnson's wax. So why don't he do it and then climb back on his horse and ride away into the purple sunset singing a vagabond song? <laughs> come on, handsome, out with it. Oh, I can't do it like that. It's too cool. No finesse. Finesse my clavicle. No. <laughs> Stop picking on Mr. Wilcox and get busy, McGee. What are we going to do with this old box of phonograph records? Oh, what records are they? Oh, look. Here's Tell Me Pretty Maiden. Yes. And Uncle Josh in the Chinese laundry. Oh, okay. <laughs> you better throw them out, McGee. Oh, wait a minute. Huh? Gee, it hurts me to see anything made of wax thrown away. Isn't it a shame? Yes, particularly nowadays when wax is used so much to preserve things. If this is the mess, I'll take vanilla. <laughs> 
Why, there's enough wax in these old records to protect and beautify hundreds of things. So it's a different kind of wax from Johnson's, which is specially prepared to guard all wooden and enamel surfaces from dust and dirt and wear and make a home healthy and sanitary. Here's Cohen on the telephone. Tell him I'm not here. <laughs> yes, sir, in times like these, folks, it's pretty important to protect the things you have with Johnson's wax. Floors, furniture, lampshades, windowsills, luggage. Why, when I think how much housework is saved with Johnson's wax, I just... Hey, what time is it? Oh, Jiminy, I got a slam. Go on, see you later. Hey. So, that was finesse. No wonder he left in such a hurry. What do you mean? He had to rush that tired old plug to a veterinarian. <laughs> Come on, McGee, I've got a thousand things to do, so let's get this stuff cleared away. Hey, look, let me handle this, Molly. You go do your housework. This is a job I can do better alone anyway. Well, but if you need any help, you call me. Okay. Look at all this. I wonder where Molly ever picked up all this junk. Take me all to get it straightened out. Come in. What kind of a father are you anyway to let your little girl risk her life climbing 35 feet up a telephone pole? Who, me? Well, be with us. There ought to be a law against irresponsible parents like you. The idea of letting a sweet little girl run wild in the street. What shame. Why, look, lady, I don't think... Here you are, coming around with a pile of worthless junk. While a little child is risking life and limb in the street. And I... Hey, 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 cut it out. I haven't got it's it. It's a good thing I came along when I did. I have a good mind to report you to the authorities. If you really had a good mind, sis, you'd quit taking your pocketbook at me and listen a minute. What child are you talking about? This one right here. Come in here, little girl. Hi, Papa. <laughs> you, is it? I might have known it was. And who are you calling Papa? Your Papa, dear. I'm going to stop that. You call me Papa again and I'll thank you so hard on your little you won't be able to sit down for a week. Why, you big goose. What kind of a father are you to talk to your little girl like that? Who said she was my little girl? She did. Did you, sis? Hmm? Quit stalling. Did you tell this old... Did you inform this nosy button? Did you tell this lady you live here? Yeah, I do, I bet you. You can go out and play for the next ten years, you little double-crosser. Uh, if this isn't the worst place I ever... Little girl, you stay right here that I can notify the authorities. What is your name, sir? Dylan McGee, and the authorities don't know. They know that I haven't got They know you haven't got any right to treat a child like this. You just wait! What, 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 what goes on here? What were you doing up on that telephone pole? I was a lookout, mister. Huh? Yeah. You see, we were playing G-Man and Gangster. Oh, I see. And my kids was a G-Man and I was a Gangster. And then Miss Ordy came along and started hollering at me. And see, I didn't want her to know I had a daddy that would let me do things like that. Would you see? Would you see? <laughs> So you told her I was your daddy. Yeah. Put the blame on me, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, you, you think tomorrow's going to land on us, mister? What? I bet you she's going to squirt of a cat, I bet you. Hmm? See if they hang this up on his teeth there, so the book is here. <laughs> You're too sweet and nice. Don't give me that, see. Huh? Doesn't charm, see. Don't have every harness boy in town on her tail, see. Yeah. And you don't stay and know me, Hester. I'm taking it on the land, see. And just as you want to talk.
famous man saying, hit the road to dreamland, from Cross Angle Rhythm.
Do you understand French good enough to know what she said, Mom? I think it was Spanish, dearie. Oh. I recognize the words monkey wrench. <laughs> Gee, so did I. I never knew I spoke Spanish. <laughs> Look, sis, we didn't quite get it. What was it about a monkey wrench? Señor, y si me lo encuentre una, no puedo hacer la comida para mi hermano. Y a mí me gusta tanto sorprenderle que me dice la casa y no sabe. What's cooking? <laughs> Myself. Isn't she a pretty little thing, McGee? Yeah. Uh, you speak any English, sir? Oh, sí, señor. I speak the English much good. She's not doing it much good. <laughs> you live around here, dearie? Sí, señora. Mi casa está muy cerca down the street. Oh, must be a new neighbor. And you want to borrow a monkey wrench, eh, sis? Sí. Yes, I see. <laughs> you see, Molly? Yes, I see too, dearie. Yeah. She wants to borrow a monkey wrench. Yeah. Spanish is a cinch for us, isn't it? <laughs> What do you want the monkey wrench for, sir? My stove. He's broken. Oh. I take him, I cook. My brother, she's coming home soon tonight. It's a monkey. Oh. No fish, no dinner. If my hermana no tiene la comida lista cuando mi hermano llega, entonces ella está cooking her neck out, no? <laughs> I think I get it, Miguel. She wants to take the wrench and fix her stove. So she can cook the dinner for her brother. Yes. That right, sir? Sí, señor. Oh. <laughs> oh, you are a very smart Alex. Never mind, McGee. Uh, Under that little wrench there, you were fixing the, uh, the music box with. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope you get your brother's dinner all right, dearie. Uh, by the way, what did you do? He eats the dinner. No, no. <laughs> what did you do for a living, sir? What's his job? Oh, he flees. He what? He flees. It's in Timoto. He flew the airplane. Oh, he flies an airplane. Oh. Sí, señor. He is a much good flyer, my brother. Por muchos años él está volando el aeroplano. Y él siempre tiene la Carlos, that is my brother. He flew over the head. Well, I thought for a minute he was going to flew down the flue. Always he flew in close over the head. He flew what? He is not coming home for dinner. He flew two times, he comes home. Oh, signals, eh? Well, I guess he ain't coming home for dinner tonight, sis, so you better just take him home. Two times he flew over the head. Carlos is home for dinner. Oh. Ay, que contenta. Muchas gracias, queridos amigos, por ayudarme tanto. Is that okay, kids? Yes? <laughs> There's some uh, South American pilot station out the airport. I'll get her brothers one of them. If she's going to be a neighbor, you better brush her up on her English. She's liable to come over to borrow two eggs and go home with the catcher's mitt and the piano stool. <laughs> well, never mind that now. You come with me. Where? Never mind. Come along. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to have a little dinner party all by ourselves. Uh, I'll get out the silver and the candlesticks and you get my new tablecloth out of the linen chest. Oh, now, Molly, you shouldn't go to all this trouble. Well, darling, I want to. You've worked hard and you deserve it. You've been a good kid. Now, I've got to break down and make a confession. The other day, a woman accused me of telling only half the truth. 
It was in connection with a story I've told you several times on this program about how Johnson's Wax helps to keep your home sanitary and healthful because a wax home is a clean home. He said I had completely forgotten to tell you one of the main reasons why Johnson's Wax keeps things clean. Because it cleans as it polishes. Well, that's true, folks, and I'm sorry if I haven't made that clear. You see, all three forms of Johnson's Wax, the paste, liquid, and cream, contain one or more active cleaning agents. When you apply them, they remove dirt and grease, and at the same time leave a plus film of wax that seals the surface against dirt and guards it against wear. Then when you rub the wax surface, it glows with that matchless mellow beauty that good housekeepers and decorators so much admire. Junk. Advertising the act I had in Chautauqua. Heaven McGee. Yeah. Heaven McGee and his talking radio. Yeah. I never knew you'd been in Chautauqua. Well, it was just for one summer. I missed the train and got stranded in Shingle House, Pennsylvania. Anyway, the rooster didn't really talk. I used ventriloquism. Like Edgar Bergen. Huh? Yeah, only much smarter. Go on. You were smarter than Edgar Bergen? I certainly. Is Bergen smart enough to have a father he can eat? <laughs> Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.